Welcome to the Family Like a Ghost Show. We are recording. Hi, Effie. Hello. You all right? Yeah. So, so I'm um, glad to have you on again. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, again, this is our second interview. We're Family Like a Ghost. We interview indie artists from around the world, and we're glad to have you back on the show. Mm-hmm. So we see you've um, put out some uh, another song since the last time we talked. Uh, yeah. is, is the, the new track, is it called Twice? Yes, it is. So um, maybe we'll probably focus on your new song and maybe yep. everything that happened since the last time we talked to you. Okay. So how, how did Twice come about? Is that, is that Was this scheduled or did you come up with it um, since the last time we talked? Is this something that you already had planned or maybe get uh, in, you know, the details maybe? Okay, so Twice probably came about last year, last December actually. That's when, like, I had, like, the idea for it. And then, um, yeah, basically wrote the song uh, to a backing track and then got a producer that I worked with. He was working on, like, some beats and stuff. Uh, got him to kind of work on it and see what he could do with it. And then he came up with uh, some of the production. And then I also sent it over to my producer in Newcastle and she... She finished finished the rest off, and yeah, that's that's basically how it came about. Um, and it was about like personal experience and stuff, so it just like flowed out when I wrote it. So you had like the top line in your work of producer to kind of craft it. Yes, yes. Between the two, two producers, mm-hmm. did the different producers have different parts of the song that they worked on, like more rhythmic sections or melodic sections, or they just worked on the whole piece? Yeah, so um, Alex was uh, the producer that I used first and he um, initially came up with like the beat and everything. He is like more of a kind of hip hop producer. But then I asked uh, the producer in Newcastle who did my last single, Let's Go Back, to make mm-hmm. it sound familiar, like use familiar sounds to make it like, you know, all be kind of consistent sounding. So mm-hmm. um, so she added like all like the melody stuff over the top of it. So yeah that's interesting yeah because um yeah i've worked with it's it's interesting when you're an artist and you get that input because it's kind of like when you're in a band like mm-hmm. i'm a solo artist but i'm like a singer songwriter with all my modes and all my gear i kind of construct everything yeah and then i work with bands and you got four piece five piece bands and everybody's got you know their part that they bring to it maybe two main songwriters in a band usually mm-hmm. um and then each guy kind of brings their interpretation to the demo but when you're working with different producers it's kind of like kind of a band situation where people yeah. are interpreting what you did and then bringing their kind of game to it and then you know then everybody has to kind of agree to that have the right feel yeah in, in the same way so it, it's interesting to work that way especially now you know because of covid mm-hmm. I, I would assume that's all remote that you did that did, yes. you have to do it, did you do like web meetings or just phone calls or how did you do it um so we did the initial production we did a zoom screen share and alex did the production whilst i was there and we kind of like spent a couple of hours getting like the first draft down and then um and then i sent it over to hattie and i basically sent her loads of like reference reference tracks and stuff and just said like Mm -hmm. you know this is the initial idea like can we make it uh sound consistent with let's go back and yeah, she just basically did her magic on it. And yeah, it's 
just sounds I, I really like the production on it I think she you know both of them did an amazing job how do you feel that doing this kind of remote kind of stuff I mean I, I, I've been in IT for years as like a programmer mm. and I've had to work with people like all over the world and in you know we, we I've been doing that before the yeah. pandemic but a lot of musicians might not have been used to that um is it how does it feel compared to being physically with people is, are you starting to get like a groove into it with like all the work you're yeah I mean I think I think it gives you more time to actually think of it being remote so like for example like I used to like go up to Newcastle to record my vocals but because I have to do it remotely, then I can actually spend time being more comfortable in my own environment and actually like getting like the best take that I want. So I found like that's mm-hmm. a lot better uh, in regards to like production and stuff. Like I have, um, I've worked like face on with producers before and I kind of enjoy like letting them do their thing. Like I know they're good at it. I like their sounds kind of coming up with mm-hmm. instead of me being too involved because sometimes when I'm too involved I'm like oh I don't like that don't like and sometimes it can just get a bit you know yeah. so I kind yeah, of I like that I, distance yeah. <laughs> I think the distance is a thing that people forget like if you're if you're kind of like in somebody's face not to be mm. like that's bad but but that 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 pressure is there whether you exert yeah. it or not because you're physically there and then they they don't they're not going to feel as free maybe to do yeah and try some new ideas uh, out and they might be scared like well if i try i think it's kind of maybe not gonna work but i want to do it um you may be more reluctant to do that if you're there yeah exactly (laughs) some people some people might not be some people are like i'm gonna do it because that's what i think i should do Mm. but um (laughs) yeah i think it's interesting but like the one thing i've talked to like drummers have had a hard time Mm like sometimes in this in this pandemic like in rock bands or punk bands or grunge bands that kind of need to be a full unit to to compose because that's what they're used to yeah and the interviews i had with those type of bands they've been very frustrated in how they do it because then they can't get the feel they want um because they they kind of work in the like like the allman brothers they work like the yeah. old school way of recording and that has been a hard thing i think for people who who, who do that type oh, of yeah, recording definitely. it's difficult so so this this song um have you developed like um social media like video and other things for it yeah so i actually um spent like a week learning how to use final cut pro so i could uh, do my own lyric video for it yeah oh, cool. so i just yeah i just released the lyric video i think it was last Oh yeah, yeah it's, on, it's, on it's on YouTube. YouTube yeah. Okay, I'll I'll put the link to it on, on yeah, the podcast cool. so people can get to it. I can I can link to it. Yeah, because I think like like doing video. I've been doing video for years. Like with the ghost, I I do a lot of visual stuff on mm. Instagram. Do a lot of like you know psychedelic kind of Warhol like stuff. <laughs> I like to do, <laughs> but I just like to put a lot of weird visuals that are kind of throwbacks to that kind of psychedelic kind of Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, I just think, think it's cool to have like visual media to go with your music, but I don't like to have it like fully interpret mm. the song. Um, I tend to just like to do something kind of abstract, so then people can kind of pick whatever out of they it, want yeah. out of a song. So when you if you do a full video, do you 
try to do like a storyline video or do you go with like an abstract kind of vision from a produ- you know a video producer like have you d- dived into video i don't think i talked about video <laughs> yeah so with um let's go back i made the video and that was that was more of a story kind of video um so i did it like specifically the to a storyline and stuff but um with my next release i'm planning on doing like more of an abstract thing so it's not to like a storyline it's going to be more kind of visually like so people decide themselves yeah. Yeah, because I was talking to a songwriter a couple of days ago, and it's kind of like like a kind of double edged sword with video. Because like if you if you kind of if you direct like your vision of the video, part of being a songwriter is you know people can kind of imagine what your song mm. is to them. And if you, if you totally create a really set storyline, like it's West Side Story, some kind of romance, then then it's real yes. clear, you know. And and so it's part of the mystery, I think, of music is is that kind of leaving it open. Um, and so he's kind of, in some places, like some artists are like, I really know what this song's about and I want to kind of yeah. direct it. And other times you have a song where like, well, I rather let the audience yeah. kind of figure it out. Uh, I, I guess it kind of each song dictates how you Exactly. I think it's just like about letting the ideas kind of flow. Like if I, like for example, Twice, I didn't, I was like, oh, I can't actually see a music video to Twice. So that's why I did a lyric video because I was always, you know, quite cool. Like I designed the artwork and I was like, it's quite cool visually, like the artwork and stuff. It'd be cool to just like have like kind of like an animated artwork background with some lyrics. But like with my next single, yeah. I'm like, oh, I can imagine now like a really abstract, cool music video to it. So it's just kind of like depends on the song. Yeah, it's just interesting now because to get Spotify has you the ability to do these little yes. short clips yes. now with your thing and I've been taking advantage of it and a lot of artists can take advantage of it and you know it's you know then you have the reels mm-hmm. on Instagram and YouTube it's like there's a lot of visual stuff and some of it's like very short you know because it's so in some of it's like you know uh like TikTok TikTok you can do these yes. little short things and the, it's kind of a youth market and so it's got to be kind of catchy and mm-hmm. zany and then that may sometimes that doesn't fit uh, musician style <laughs> <laughs> and so you're like well how am i going to fit into that tiktok world because i really don't do stuff like that but then i think i gotta try to get in there and so you're like you're challenged by each media to figure out okay what's the best way mm. to approach that have you thought about like how to get into that tiktok world it seems yes to be getting big. It, is, uh, it is yeah big. i was quite like at first like my main focus was Instagram and then I've kind of like now like put together like a whole plan to do TikTok content and stuff but I I wouldn't like do it deliberately thinking oh this is going to be good on TikTok it'd be more kind of like what's true to me and just try content out and see what works and what doesn't and just go go from there yeah it's funny it's like when when I first got into TikTok I had some young person come back and say, oh, you don't know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what their first response is, okay, I guess I guess I got to look at how they, what's out there. And it, I did I did what I normally mm-hmm. do on Instagram and YouTube, and they're like, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, okay. It's like, all right, so I guess I got to look at it. But um, yeah, it's like, it's like, like, that was their opinion. But um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting when you're out there trying to figure out how to create all these new ways of getting music yes. to people because i know like in, when we talked before that like you you have like a merch and you donate 
yes. to charities uh, with some of your merch. And, you know, you know, a lot of musicians now, they have to do influence marketing. They got to do, you know, sync licensing. Yeah, there's so much. So like, as an artist, how do you, how do you, how do you um, feel about, like, the way that you have to do a lot of things that aren't necessarily music to actually do or re- somewhat related to your music, but it seemed to, you know, to be able to be successful, you have to branch out into yeah. other things. Kind of like what I'm doing this podcast. It's not, you know, I would normally like to just be mm. producing, but I spend a lot of time podcasting because it kind of helps yeah. my brand. And so I put the time into it, but it's not music. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about music, but it's not what I normally do. Yeah, I, I think like, I kind of enjoy doing like uh, marketing and the business side of things. So I just find it more of a challenge to kind of find ways of how um, I can expose my music out there. So I like enjoy creating content. I enjoy like, you know, contacting Spotify playlist people. Just like, I yeah, I enjoy doing all of it, which is good, as well as making music. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's part of being an artist today is you do have to, you can't be like, oh, I want to be this pure, I just want to stay in the studio mm. I just want to go on the road and I, I don't want to handle, I'm going to give that to an agent. I'm going to give that to a manager. And it was like, well, you know, if you're going to be independent, some of that you have to, you have to take But it's on. nice. And it depends on, if you, yeah, it depends if you like it. Like some people don't like yeah. that. You know, they, they, they can't find a way to do it. They're not in, they're not talented in that way. And so it's harder for them and they got to get other people to do it. But if you feel comfortable doing it, you enjoy it. I think that's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like all, like I'm kind of like determined to do like most of my stuff myself. So, like the artwork, the videos, like designing my merch, selling my merch, contacting blogs, you know, uh, Spotify playlist people. I, I enjoy it all. <laughs> that's the full vision for Effie Lowen. That's your full vision is that you're a complete, you know, independent entrepreneur and you're like, this is your craft, mm. this is your work, this is what you do. And, you know, you build that kind of like, you know, like the Eagles were famous for kind of building like Eagles Incorporated. Yeah. You know, they had their jet, they had their, their their trucks and they had a whole brand and they had it all set in the 70s. They were like the top. They just they understood yeah. like, OK, how to how to market like probably better than any American rock band mm. like ever <laughs> um, that they totally had it down, you know, and and some people are like, well, that's corporate rock. And like, well, you know. Eagles songs are good you know you can say well that's corporated like not necessarily Joe Walsh is not really a mm. corporate guy <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, some of the stuff that I mean it's really good art but you know some people have this thing where something gets big and then they think oh it's sold out you know or something has like some merchandising aspect that you know you get like punk rockers and grunge rockers sometimes are like when sub pop became popular right when Nirvana yeah. broke a lot of people on sub pop they're like oh yeah. I don't like it. I I really don't. I don't want to be there. I mean, they like the the ride, but once they get there, then they don't like. Yes. The full yes. <laughs> so so it's kind of like okay, it's like are you going to embrace it or not embrace it? It's kind of like you know, it's it, every artist has a different approach, but it's you know, it's interesting if people want fame and then they yeah. don't want fame or they want part of it, all of it. So so going into twenty twenty one, are you still just continuing uh, on on the process of like releasing singles or are you going toward like a full album um i'm gonna go for the single single plan <laughs> i'm just gonna keep releasing singles uh until i get a bit more traction and then hopefully 
gonna do like albums but I'm also like looking to like collaborate with a lot more people as well oh so do you have some collaborations coming in 2021 early hopefully um yeah hopefully I do so I've just been like finding other artists and working with a few other artists like even like just getting in contact with other artists through Instagram and stuff and yeah so it's been it's been quite nice in your same in your same genre or like are you looking to work with like DJs and EDM and trance and hip hop or you know other types of genres are within yeah, your same so genre Yeah so most most are within my same genre like most are like rappers and stuff but I'm actually working as well with a um dance DJ I have like this this song mm. that I I didn't know what to do with it because it didn't 100% sound like my artist stuff and it's quite like it's more kind of like pop so I just like gave it to him and I was like you know do do what you got like with the dance kind of scene and he really liked it oh, oh so maybe like a re- like a like a remix and kind of make it Yeah it's kind of like a um it's like a kind of a Rihanna type vibe to it so it would definitely oh, okay. like cool. go quite well with like the dance scene so he's working on it at the moment so yeah so I'm just you know exploring my options and seeing whatever flows really and whatever's you know true to me I'll just keep going <laughs> so being being home have you dived more into like uh you know getting your home recording to a place where they were because we're kind of in this lockdown mode for a little bit are you like increasing your capabilities? I've talked to a lot of bands where like, oh, I'm getting mm. better mics, I'm getting better, you know, processing things for my vocal, or you're just dependent on who you send it to um, to kind of do all that work. Are you doing some of it? So I've like just recently moved house. So I'm like setting up a studio now, like in this new house. And it's got like the top floors, just like the studio, which is really nice. Um, so I haven't actually focused on recording or anything. I've been just kind of like planning because I've got like pretty much most of the songs like underway and like they're with the producer at the moment with the vocals. So I've just been doing marketing and more business stuff and social media content at the moment. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that work you have to do. I spend a lot yeah. of time <laughs> with this this show, you know, helping people in that, you know, other than myself. But um, is it is this interesting um, that a lot of people, or I was talking to a band that was actually setting up like cameras and you know mm-hmm. video boards so they can do full performances from their own yeah. home, you know, so they're putting up green screens and multiple cameras, video mixers. And getting it set up so they can actually do, you know, concerts that actually yeah. they could charge for. And there are like there are venues that are setting up so people can actually, you know, perform if they've got a certain level of quality to, yeah. their, to their gear. You know, you have to have a certain level of camera, certain level of mixing ability to have multiple camera angle shots. Like if you do a half hour performance, so it's yeah. not just like one angle. But um, yeah, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. But are you looking? to maybe do that at like performances online from like a a venue that just has like no audience with just a performer or do it from home or combination of stuff like that. Yeah. So I've actually got a, um, a screen (laughs) that I'm like, so I'm creating part of the studio to be kind of like a video area. So I'm planning on Mm -hmm. kind of doing, I'm planning on uh, getting onto Twitch. Actually, have you heard of Twitch? 
yeah i'm planning yeah. on doing some live streams yeah yeah there. I, I actually go, yeah 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 i go on twitch all the time i've actually got a, like a one camera set up now i'm every moving to like a rolling mixer that allows me to do nice. like three cameras and a, and a green screen and then the cool thing about the mixer it automatically will rotate through the oh. cameras so i i can have a camera like with my fingers like pointing down at a keyboard so you can see my yeah. fingers on a board and then i have one doing a long shot and then another doing another angle and it will kind of rotate through those views oh, kind nice. of randomly and when i do a performance and it's hooked up to my mixing board so it'll run an audio mm. right from my mixer into the into the live stream and then you can overlay effects on the green screen too. So there's stuff oh, I'm working so cool. on setting that up. Yeah. So you can do like a full performance and have like the visuals be like anything. You can put the background where you're like you're in the Grand Canyon or something like <laughs> floating above you. Oh wow. <laughs> you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. But you you can do a lot of cool stuff. Um I'm a techie, so I'm into tech. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people don't realize like you could actually give the audience a pretty cool performance. And it doesn't cost as yeah. much as it used do, to. Do you um, use to OBS? Gear. No, I'm actually totally using. I'm using Twitch, and I'm using all my hardware. I'm mm -hmm. doing like Roland and uh, Zoom um, hardware sequencers, and and um, uh, and I just link it to like HDMI through oh, my okay. Roland mixer. The mixer allows you to do an HDMI signal and quarter inch lines from your mixer boards, right? Right from your mixer, you get a good signal into the. Into the system, so it allows you to do that up to 4K, so you can pretty do pretty good video and pretty high definition yeah. audio to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, it's this 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 stuff you can do. Uh, I have a lot of hardware, so a lot of my stuff comes directly out of mm. my hardware mixers. Uh, rather than going into my PC, I just everything's coming right into a on the line. But I mean, it's that's all technical. But what's cool about it is like then you can actually get to your customer. I mean, get to your fan base and show them what you're yes, doing. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing. Right? People are going on just Instagram or Facebook Live and doing it, but there are things you can do yes. a little bit more that I think uh, going into the, if, if we're kind of stuck into the vaccines out there, we've got to find a way to get to our audience in a more dynamic yeah. way. I think more we can do that. I think better. like a lot of artists are doing that. They're kind of developing their online presence because, you know, like even some like people that aren't usually online, they're kind of thinking, right, now we have to think of other ways to do it. Yeah, it was necessity, you know, causes you to come up yeah. with inventions. Because you know? <laughs> like they like, give you just sit there waiting to be able to get back to the club, it's like uh you yeah. could lose your whole audience you know you got you got to figure mm -hmm. a way to engage them um and i and i think it's just interesting online i i see people you know i had a, i saw a band who was like doing like <laughs> okay you know he did <laughs> he's okay you know what i'm gonna go and do that's like brilliant a show of how i like cookies or something it's like okay well your fans like that kind of makes yeah. it real you know so he's like you do what you can do. You say, okay, I'm going to bake cookies. I'm going to bake muffins. I'm going to show you how to do it. It's like, yeah, well, what's wrong with that? You know, you just show a different yeah. side of yourself. You, you know, you can I think like, fans. I think like people enjoy that kind of content as well. Like actually not just the art side of things. They actually want to see you as a person as well. Yeah. That's why I started getting into video mm -hmm. podcasting, but sometimes the bandwidth issues I've had issues. I do a yeah. lot of international. And then I had like had some bandwidth issues. I'm trying to get a better better uh, 
company to work with for that. But um, yeah, I, my, my goal last year was to get into a lot of video podcasts. I did maybe like 10 episodes, but it had issues with, with the quality not being mm. where I wanted it to be. So the audio is where I'm right now, but we, we are going to merge oh, that would be cool. video as soon as we get. Yeah, probably when I get some of this other equipment fully set up, I'm probably going to do some video. But it always been kind of dependent on like the people you deal with. They got to have, you know, a good yes. quality camera too. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of it suddenly limits how many people I can actually talk to because they have to have the same yeah. level. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's like, this one's still a, a good choice. I can talk to more people. Yeah. Um, but... You just you know you never know. You try to do what you can. Exactly you where you can go. But uh, so so twice is uh is it's interesting. You know it's a really cool song. I like the vibe on it. Um, are you are you still right? I guess every song you do it comes from a mm-hmm. different place. So so like can you kind of give us a hint of what the next song? Yeah. Is? So <laughs> the next one is actually like a little bit different to Twice and Let's Go Back. It's more kind of it's more chilled but the next one is like oh. like i'm just excited for the next one i just really like vibe with it so hopefully people like so it so is that coming within a month or two or uh, so it's being mastered at the moment so it will it will be like within a month i'll i'll release that one oh so it's so wait by january yes you can yes see the next song then is your goal to try to do like one song, one song a month? month? That's my goal. Yeah, one song a month. Like I've cool. got the other, the next, next one lined up as well. So, it, you know, I'm just like kind of planning on just doing one, one single every month and seeing where that takes me and just like trying different marketing yeah, strategies. Yeah. Like I might even pitch the next one out for sync and stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, it's like Motown. They, that's what they used to do. I mean, they they used to run songs like mm. every month. You know, bands were pushing out songs all the time. If you look at what what's happening, that's why it always seems like today it's kind of like the fifties in terms of a lot of content was like you know you had bands putting out singles all the time. It wasn't really album focused. Yeah, it was single focused, and uh, we seem to be in that kind of spot again. Though I I have talked to a couple bands lately that EPs are kind of middle point yes. between singles and albums. And a lot of bands are having success with EPs. Um, and so, you know, four or five song um, extended plays seem to be coming back. Yeah, that so that's cool. kind of cool. Because I've always been an album oriented. I think I talked about before. I, I grew up mm. listening to vinyl. And you know, I mean, like into like into new hi-fi <laughs> <laughs> vinyl sets up, set up with like tubed amplifiers and, crazy like uh you know uh cartridges they're like cost way more much too much money my wife yells at me um, <laughs> it's like how can you spend that much money on a cartridge for a record player? But, um, <laughs> um, but uh there's there's know. something really cool <laughs> about albums it's just it's just like the whole creativity of it like just having something from start to finish and just like there is so much like i don't know like if i did an album i'd just I would just enjoy it so much. Just, I can't wait until I do. Yeah, the vinyl is kind of. Yeah, I've been looking into a way to do vinyl. They have some like crowdfunding vinyl oh, nice. companies that actually allow you to have your fan base actually sign up 
to support you. And then when you get to a certain number, then they, they actually oh. go to print them like in multiple printings. So you can have like little micro batches of like a hundred to a thousand. And as soon as you get enough people to fund the project, then the first hundred go out and then the next thousand oh, go out awesome. and it keeps on going. And, it, and it's kind of cool because, you know, vinyl, you're able to do the artwork, you can do the lyric sheet, you can have posters. And so like, if you're into projects, it gives you this big project where you can have, you know, the art is so much bigger yeah. on a vinyl. You know, you can work with an artist and get a really cool idea out. And then you can have the lyrics, yeah. you have art on it, you know, it, it just ends up being a full experience that a lot of fans actually like, you know, because nowadays you can get these hi-fi vinyl stereos with like two, I mean, I just went crazy getting these tube amplifier, actual vacuum oh, tube nice. amplifiers. And it's kind of like <laughs> mode. Like if you, if you, if you go and get a vacuum tube amplifier for your records, you, your records yeah. are like unbelievable. <laughs> It has that kind of sound, like the way a mini mode mm. sounds, you know. To me, it's got that kind of analog vibe, and uh, it is you know something about that. Especially if you listen to something like a Pink Floyd album or a Hendrix album, it's like wow, oh, that really sounds nice. Right. Um, <laughs> but people seem to be into it, so I think I think I've always told people like that that kind of merch, the vinyl, is a really good way to connect to your fans, and if you want to do bigger projects, is more yes, likely that they'll exactly. buy, you know. So, yeah, I think for progressive artists to have these big ideas and concept albums and stuff like that, that's kind of a yeah. whole way to go. Uh, and then you can actually have a win-win yeah. with your fans. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, the, yeah, I'm very excited that you're going to be putting out singles like every month going to uh, 2021. Yeah, I'm in the same zone. I'm doing the same thing. Nice. Um, so that's cool. I think a lot of a lot of people want that today. They they want to get content from the artist that they are into, and uh, I think that's cool to be able to, to not be restrained on, on on you know just putting out one yes. single a year or every six months. I think it's cool because then you get the full vision of mm -hmm. an artist. You know, you still you get to see yeah. where you are. Yeah, it's all about the progress. So it's great having you on the program again. We're gonna yeah. push this out to all your fans and. Uh, we look forward to all your work coming out and stay safe in, in this Yeah, thank time, you for you having know? me. And we hope to we hope to talk to you again. You know, because we we talk to people all the time uh, where where they are. And if you have mm -hmm. your next project and you want, yeah, definitely, know, I'll be know. definitely up for coming on the show again. Great, Effie Lowen, everyone, everybody, check out the links. I'm going to put the YouTube video for the lyric video, and I'm going to put the links to your. Your um, all your content that I can get to, um, like your Spotify link, link, and maybe your artist link awesome. too. So thank you very much. Thank for you. The show. Bye. Bye. This is Fam Electric Ghost, and I think this is a informative message for those of us who are financially challenged and need help making decisions. So all potential home buyers uh, looking for refinance op options, need a tool to aid them with navigating finance, the financial wilderness of the mortgage industry. Now, Mortgage Calculator Info gives you a no pressure, no sales pressure opportunity to discover mortgage-related finance topics from the comfort of your laptop or your smartphone. So if you go out to HTTPS 
um, colon forward slash forward slash www.mortgagecalculators.info. And we'll, we'll actually have that link available. Um, again, I'll say it HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.mortgagecalculators.info. There are multiple calculators. Uh, there's a monthly payment calculator, minimum income requirement calculator, home loan limit, and a DTI to figure out your front end and back end debt to income ratios. That's more complicated once you get into this. Now, even though I own a home, um, if I'm looking into a tool that I use personally, it's the home loan limit calculator that allows me to see what it would take to trade up to a better home. So I think you should check out, you know, www.mortgagecalculators.info um, because magazines like Forbes and business channels like CNBC recommend that you take control of your finances. And the first step to get a better understanding of your mortgage knowledge with tools um, is, is going to a free site like this uh, to be able to look at it on your own time. And then from there, if you want to go deeper into financial analysis, you could always get an investment advisor, but it's good to kind of get yourself versed on tools like this that don't cost any money, allow you to check out, you know, you know without any pressure uh, and do some analysis on your own. So you kind of, you're doing your homework before you go and make another decision. So it's the first step in that kind of path. So we encourage all of our PEG fans, uh, you know, musicians and artists and creators, we need to be smart about what we do for financing because we need to fund our projects. So being smart about your your um, your your financial uh, portfolio is a good idea, even though it might not be something that you're primarily interested in. And I think all of our fans could appreciate that as well. So thank you for listening to this little uh, informative statement and enjoy the rest of the program.